Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leave tall buildings in a single bound. Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from another world who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend the steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. But before we join Superman, here is an important message. Yes, fellows and girls, here is an important message for you. A message that comes direct from our fighting marines in the Solomon Islands. A message echoed by our blue jackets on the high seas, by the boys who wear our army and navy wings, by our tank troops in Africa, our commandos in England. In fact, by every man in the American armed forces, no matter where he may be. And here's the message. We're going to win this war, they say. We're going to wipe Hitlerism and fascism off the face of this earth. We've taken on the job and we're going to see it through, but we can't do it alone. We can't do it without the help of every boy and girl and every man and woman back home. Now, we know the one way we can help those boys fight this war to a victorious finish is to see that they get all the guns and tanks and ships and planes they need. For those things require a lot of money, and that's where you and I come in. We help our government to buy those war materials by lending them our money, by buying all the war stamps we possibly can. Why, right at this moment, probably, there's a detachment of American commandos carrying through a raid on occupied France. And they're equipped with guns and tanks and protected by planes and ships that you help to buy. That is, if you've been buying war-saving stamps regularly. Now, let's make a promise to ourselves right now. Let's promise to buy war-saving stamps regularly as often as we can. Tell mother and dad about it and see if you can't get them to give you a dime a day for a war stamp or even a dime every other day. Remember that every dime is important because 10 cents will buy five forty-five caliber bullets to be used by our soldiers, sailors, and Marines. Five dimes will buy enough fuel oil to take an American destroyer one full mile closer to its objective. And a dime a day from all the fellows and girls in the United States will buy enough fast pursuit planes to blast Hitler's Luftwaffe out of the sky. So start right now to do your share to win this war. Every time you've got a dime, buy a war-saving stamp. And now, the adventures of Superman. As you know, Clark Kent, Lois Lane, and Jimmy Olsen are now in London, where Kent and Lois are acting as foreign correspondents. They have made the acquaintance of a certain Professor Giraud, a scientist who has invented a secret formula the Nazis want desperately. To obtain the formula, the ingenious Dr. Heinrich Weit, Gestapo agent, once again made use of the mysterious tiny men, men no taller than a 12-inch ruler. But again, thanks to Superman, the tiny men failed. Dr. Veidt is still on the trail of the formula. He has also been ordered to remove Kent and Lois. As our story continues today, we find Lois and Jimmy visiting the Tower of London. It is four o'clock of a windy afternoon, shortly before closing time. Gosh, it's cold out here on the lawn. Wind cuts through you like a knife. Well, you said you wanted to see the spot where the scaffold used to stand. Yeah, well, let's hurry up and see it and go. Well, we haven't seen the bloody tower yet, Jimmy, and I've got to have a look at that before we go. It'll make an interesting story for the Daily Planet. The bloody tower? 
Gee, now you're talking. I'd like to see the bloody tower myself. Look, here's the spot where the scaffold used to stand. Yeah? See, it's marked off with posts and chains. It was on this very spot that many famous people were beheaded. So Walter Raleigh, the Earl of Essex, Lady Jane Grey was beheaded. Oh, you pardon me. Oh, oh I... it's one of the beef eaters. Fellows who guard the tower. Gosh, look at that costume he's wearing. Yes. This costume, lad, has not been changed in over 300 years. It's the traditional costume of the warders of the Tower of London. Gee. Oh, I couldn't help but were you and you give the lad a, a bit of misinformation, miss. So I just thought I'd step in and set you right. Oh? I... Uh, lady John Grey wasn't beheaded on this spot at all. The head was taken off that lady in the bloody tower itself. If you'd be interested in seeing the exact spot... I'd be glad to show it to you. We were just about to visit the bloody tower, but I certainly don't want to impose upon you. No imposition at all, miss. Here's the entrance to the tower, just through that arch. Follow me. Gosh, Miss Lane, this place certainly seems deserted. I'm beginning to get kind of a funny feeling. Oh, it's just the atmosphere, Jimmy. It is sort of depressing. Look at that gray winter sky and those black forbidding towers silhouetted against it. Gosh, even Big Ben sounds melancholy. Yeah. Well, here we are inside the tower. That big oak door there closes off the entrance to the cellar. If you'll wait here for me, I'll get the keys. Certainly. I will be more than half a tick, Oh, miss. take your time. There's no hurry. Well? I ain't going through with it, Dr. White. Miss Lane and the boy are out there? Yes, but I... And since you've gone this far, you'll finish the job. I tell you, don't... Stop being a fool, Slippery. Don't call me that out loud. Not here. Somebody might hear you. There is no one about now. Listen to me. You're in this up to your neck. You've got to go through with it. You know as well as I do that if the London police lay hands on you, it means life imprisonment. Oh, yes, yes, but I... I'm the man who can tell them exactly where to find you. Now, enough of this talk, Slippery. Those two beef eaters whose costumes we borrowed and who are now resting quietly in that closet over there may come to at any moment. We've got to get this job done before the tower closes for the day. You have your orders. Carry them out. I've never committed murder before. There's 100 pounds in this for you if you do. There's life imprisonment if you don't. Make up your mind. All right. All right, I'll do it. Excellent. Now, go. You ready, miss? Yes, we'll have to hurry, I'm afraid. It's almost closing time. Oh, you needn't worry your head about that. I'll see that you get out all right. Half a tick and I'll have this door open. Okay. Gosh, look at the size of that key. Aye, lad. Everything was made strong and solid back 300 years ago. Now, this door now, stout oak it is. You'd never be able to break through that. I guess not. Ah, there we are. Now, if you'll just follow me. Oh, golly, it looks awfully spooky down there. Nothing but a big black hole. And the air is... Well, it's foul. Oh, this place ain't been opened in many a month, miss. Not since it was closed off to the public. I'm not sure I, I want to go down into that cellar water. Oh, gosh, Miss Lane, why not? Aye, miss. There's not to arm you. I've got a flashlight with me and the air will soon clear. And the lad does want to see the torture instruments and the rack and all that. And you wants to see that room where Lady Jean Grey was beheaded. Oh, I didn't particularly want to see it. It seems to me that you practically insisted on it. Oh, now, look here, miss. I ain't insisting on nothing, I ain't. If you don't want to see it, you don't want to see it. Though I must say you're passing up a mighty fine chance. I suppose you're right. Very well. Lead the way. That's the spirit, miss. Come along. Watch your step careful on those stone stairs. 
They're always bad in spots. Yes, be careful, Jimmy. Well, don't worry about me. Gosh, isn't it damp and clammy down in here? Sure is. Look at those cobwebs. Oh, how long did you say this cellar has been closed off to the public? Oh, months now, lad, months. Oh. Well, I guess that would be long enough for cobwebs like these. Well, they sure look like they've been here for centuries. They ought to air this place out now and then, too. It's almost impossible to... What, what was that? Something just ran across the beam of your flashlight. Uh, just a mouse, miss. It looked a lot larger than a mouse. And it was the shadow you saw. Ah, oh, here we are now. This is the cellar. The bedding room is over this way. You follow me. You know, I, I sort of wish we hadn't come down here. The place gives me the creeps. Does me too, Jim. Oh, make a good story, though. And I must say, Here's I the door leading to the bedding room. The room where Lady Jane Grey lost her head. <laughs> That's a joke, miss. Lost her head. Get it? Yes. I'll just open the door and we'll go in. That's another one of those huge oak doors. Aye, this one is all of a foot thick. Locks a bit rusty. Ah, yeah, that does it. There we are. Now, if you'll just step inside. Yes, certainly. Come on, Jim. Right with you. Terribly dark in here. Could you just flash your light? Jim, the door is closing. Leaving Jim, quick! Open the door. There, it's done. They won't be found for months, maybe years. Now to get out of here and get out fast. Trapped in the dungeon of a condemned cellar in the bloody tower, Jimmy and Lois are in a bad way indeed. Hours later, having become worried about them when they fail to appear for dinner, Clark Kent arrives at the tower gate in search of his friend. In the king's name, who goes? My name is Clark Kent. I'm an American reporter. And You'll I'm... have to come back tomorrow, sir. If you wish to see the tower, it's closed now. But you don't understand. I'm looking for some friends of mine who came to visit the tower today and who haven't returned home yet. Well, I'm sure they're not in the tower, sir. It's rare that anyone gets locked in. However, come with me to the gatehouse and we'll get in touch with the night warders. I'm sure you'll find that they are nowhere within the tower. Really, Mr. Kent, I'm at the end of my patience. But I tell you, if you We don't... spent an hour and a half searching the entire Tower of London, sir. Even though the night warders assured you your friends were not here. Well, isn't there... We've just finished going through the bloody tower, and you now ask if there isn't any other place we can search. But couldn't your friends have gone somewhere else when they left here? Well, they might have, but I... Wait a minute. Where does that door lead to? To the cellar. And what used to be the torture chamber. The rack is down there in a room known as the beheading room. Well, how about having a look down there? Well, that's out of the question, sir. Why? That cell has been closed off to the public for over three months now. It's been condemned as being unsafe. Oh. Well, no, your friends couldn't possibly be down there. You see, it's not permitted, sir. Uh-huh. I see. Oh, look here. I, I know you're worried, and well, I I'd like to help you. Let's go into the gatehouse. It's right over there. And call your flat. Perhaps your friends have returned by this time. All right, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Well, come along, then. Thank you. Well, here we are. I'll put the call through. What's your telephone number? Westminster 76824. Right. Hello. Are you there? 
Westminster 76824. Thank you. Oh, here you are, sir. They're ringing now. Oh, thank you. Hello? Uh, hello, who is this? Professor Giraud. Oh. Is that you, Mr. Kent? Yes, Professor. I heard the phone ringing in your flat here, and I came in to answer it. Have you found Mademoiselle Lane and Jimmy? Uh, no, that's why I'm calling. I-, I wondered if they had returned. No, no, they have not. No? Perhaps if you... <sighs> no. Hello? Professor, is something wrong? The tiny men, they are here. What? They have come for me. The tiny men. Hello? Professor! Professor! Is something wrong? Plenty. I've got to leave. Excuse me. This calls for fast work. It also calls for Superman. Up! Up! And away! Well, things certainly are beginning to happen. What of Jimmy and Lois in the cellar of the bloody tower? Will Superman find them in time? And what of Professor Giraud and the tiny men? By the way, have you solved the mystery of the tiny men yet? Well, be sure to listen tomorrow, same time, same station, for an important clue. Tune in and follow The Adventures of Superman. Fellows and girls, don't ever get the idea there's nothing you can do to help to win this war. Of course, we can't all be members of Uncle Sam's armed forces. Because, well, because some of us are too young or too old. But that doesn't mean we can't get into this fight. No, sir. Because there is one big important thing we can do. We've got to see that our fighters are supplied with all the bullets and guns and the tanks and ships and planes they need to wipe Hitlerism and fascism off the face of the earth by buying all the war-saving stamps and bonds that we possibly can. Because every time we do, we lend our government money with which to finance our fight. So remember, talk with mother and dad tonight about giving you a dime every day or every other day for war-saving stamps. And buy extra stamps from your weekly allowance, too. Talk about it with all your friends. Get them to make a pledge with you to buy war-saving stamps regularly. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Follow the adventures of Superman every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station. Superman is written and directed by George Lothar and is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.